morning, everyone, and welcome to our King's Church online service. We are so pleased that you can join us for part two of Pastor Dave Edwards' message, Never Alone. Now, last week I started a series of messages titled, Never Alone. And I love the Word of God because over and over again, throughout God's Word, God assures us that we are never alone. And we started last week looking at Psalm 23. And it's an amazing chapter where David, as an old king now, looks over his life. He looks over 50 years of his life experience. And in just six verses, he encapsulates the entirety of his life. And every verse in this great chapter is a testament to God's care, to God's unfailing love, to God's salvation in David's life. As you look through the the chapter, you see that the key verse is right at the beginning, the opening verse, verse 1, where David comes out with this bold statement. He says, Jehovah God, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When he said Jehovah is my shepherd, he was using the holy name of God that no Jew would ever pronounce or uh, write down. It was so holy to the Jew that they would not even allow God's name to be uttered by from their lips. But David comes out boldly and he says, Jehovah, the eternal one, the self-existent one, the one that keeps his covenant for a thousand generations is my shepherd. What was David doing when he said this? Well, he was bringing God down out from eternity to be right by his side in daily living. Moment by moment, David said, the Lord is with me. The Lord guides me. The Lord leads me. The Lord never fails me. His love is all around me. I'm constantly under his care as my shepherd. And I'm never alone. And God wants all of us to be assured in these times of uncertainty, in these times where where our hearts can fail us and our minds can reach all of the wrong conclusions. God wants us to know, church, that we are His sheep in His pasture under His shepherding care. Your life is safe. Your life is secure. Your life is protected. And that's our assurance. And that's what we want to really ground our minds in and our hearts in. Those promises of God's word. So David outlines in this opening verse, verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, we said last week, and let me just recap for a moment to, to give us understanding here. By calling the Lord as his shepherd... David was identifying himself as one of the most weakest creatures, as as a vulnerable sheep. He likened his life to 
a life needing constant assistance, constant care. He knew that whilst he was a mighty king, whilst he was a powerful military leader over Israel's armies, he knew that he constantly needed God's assistance. He knew that that he constantly needed God's shepherding care over his life. And he likens his life to a weak, vulnerable sheep in need of constant care. Now we're going to read this chapter in a moment together. And as we come to read the six verses of Psalm 23, I want us to ask this psalm a question. And the question is this, as we approach this psalm, who is serving who? Is David serving the shepherd? Is David serving the Lord in this psalm, Psalm 23? Or is the shepherd, the Lord, serving David? Let's read it together. Starting at verse 1, Psalm 23, it says this, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. You, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do you know when you read those six wonderful verses of Psalm 23, It's not hard to arrive at a clear answer as to who was serving who. David looks back over 50 years of his life. So many varied seasons and so many varied experiences. And he arrives at a wonderful, wonderful conclusion about all of that past life that he'd lived. The Lord was serving David. David's life wasn't about serving his Lord. David's life was a a, a wonderful picture of the Lord serving him. And I wonder if you've ever realized that. I wonder if you've ever thought about that. Do you know our Christian life is not about serving God. It's not about us serving the shepherd. It's about the shepherd serving us. Now, we're not saying that, you know, we don't find a joy in serving God in what we do. But, you know, the overriding evidence of the Bible, the overriding uh, message of the Word of God is not about us serving God. It's about God serving you. And this is what we find in this wonderful psalm, Psalm 23, in every line, in every verse. We find the shepherd pictured serving his sheep, serving the life of David. And I believe at this time where we can feel very insecure, I believe in these days where we can feel, you know, very worried and anxious in in our day-to-day living, it's important 
to receive that wonderful serving care of our shepherd. You know, Jesus talking about his life and his role to each and every one of us says this in Matthew 20 verse 28. Jesus said, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You see, Jesus wasn't looking for people to serve him. No, Jesus went out into life every day as Savior, as Lord, as servant. And I encourage you, you know, when look into the Gospels, read the Gospels and just see how Jesus selflessly gave his life to serve others. He lifted every burden. He took every care. He healed every sickness. What was he doing when he did all of these things? He was serving the needs of people. And I want to tell you, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, yes, and forever. He comes to each and every one of us as servant, as saviour. Now, we're not, when we say that God serves us, we're not diminishing God down to this, you know, little effigy that we order about to do what we want done. No, we reverently respect God. We reverently re respect and honour Him for His greatness and His wonder. But God wants us to know that He loves us unconditionally and He wants at this time and in fact for all of our lives to serve us and to, to bring us into the fullness of everything that He has for us. You know, sometimes we, we, we get into the frame of mind where we just think, well, you know, I'm serving God and, and I'm working for God. And, and, and it's almost as if God gets taken out of the picture of our lives and it's all about what we can do for God. But you know what? God wants us to, to, to just rest and to, to be secure and just to know that, that, you know, He takes control. And that, that He comes to our aid. There are so many promises within God's Word. So many wonderful pictures in the promises of God that illustrate this so graphically and so powerfully. So as you read the Word of God and as you get into the Scriptures, I think as you, as you come to the Word of God with this understanding of God serving you, I really do believe that it will deepen your, your relationship with Him. I really do believe that you'll come into a new security and a new place of strength. We're, it's not about us serving God solely. It's about God serving us. Jesus in John chapter 14. Read John chapter 14 and you'll see this. So clearly, John chapter 14, verse 15, just picking up on one verse in this chapter. Jesus said this, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper or comforter that he may abide with you forever. Jesus was talking about the wonderful person of the Holy Spirit that the Father would send, that the Father would give so freely. He comes as helper. 
He comes as leader. His role is to guide us. His role, the role of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives is to, it's to lead us into all truth. He comes, you see, to serve us. He comes to help us walk into the future confidently. The Holy Spirit's role in our lives, as Jesus sets out so clearly in John chapter 14 and other chapters within the Bible, pictures the Holy Spirit as the one who comes alongside to help us, to lift us up, to bring us into all of the fullness that God has for us. He comes to serve us. And I know so many times it's so hard to accept that into our thinking and to accept that into, you know, the, 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 the moments of our day. But let's begin to, to really embrace and accept God as the one that comes to help, the one that comes to serve, the one that comes to, uh, to, to, to rescue us in amidst all of life's challenges. Let's turn our minds now to verse 2 of Psalm 23. As we've read, David says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Now, David here is testifying to God's provision for his life. He's been made to lie down. And in the original Hebrew language, it gives us a very, very graphic picture of the strength of the shepherd taking the sheep and, and forcing it down by making it willing. It's almost like the sheep is seen in this picture to be very stubborn. And we know, you know, the nature of a sheep is that it has a stubborn strength and it wants to move through this green pasture. It doesn't realize that it needs to lie down. But in this particular passage, in this verse, David is picturing the shepherd using its strength, the shepherd using its power to drive the sheep, the stubborn sheep down into that green, lush pasture. And sometimes in all of our lives, because we're so used to making things happen, we're so used to, you know, doing things our way, we're so used to, you know, working hard and, and just making, making do with things as they are, sometimes things have to come to a sudden stop. And it's as if David pitches this and picks up on this in verse 2. A period of his life where he was taken down into a green pasture, where God brought everything to a sudden standstill, where he was made to lie down. And you know, in this time, everything in our lives has come to a sudden stop. We're walking on uncharted ground and everything within us maybe want, wants to rise up and do things as we've always done. Maybe, you know, we want to continue on in the way that we've continued, but this, this whole season within the world is bringing everything to a standstill. It's bringing everything to a sudden stop. And maybe 
in this time, we are going to receive the needed rest that we need to receive. Let's allow the shepherd in this season to make us lie down in a green pasture. You know, the shepherd doesn't lead us into barren territory. The shepherd doesn't lead us into an uncertain place. He leads us into a rich green pasture that's full of provision for our lives. All we have to do is lie down. All we have to do is rest. All we have to do is accept His hand taking us down and making us willing into the provision that He's provided for us. This is a picture of surrender. This is a picture of submission and obedience. And it's here that David had to quietly rest. It's here in this period of David's life as he looked back where I believe he had to learn contentment to just submit to the will of another. The sheep very often stubbornly wants to do its own thing. The sheep very often stubbornly wants to stand up when it should lie down. But this is a wonderful picture of David submitting and surrendering his way of doing things over to the will of another, namely his shepherd, the Lord. I'm so glad that our shepherd chooses a green pasture for us to lie down in and rest in. Listen, at this time, let's not resist the green pasture that's been provided for us. Lie down, rest. That pasture is a place of provision, rich provision. It's a place of quiet inactivity. Instead of wanting to be active all the time, just settle yourself quietly to be inactive. That rich pasture that David talked about in verse 2 where he said the Lord made him to lie down in was a place of security and safety. A place also of beauty. He calls it a green pasture. Let's rest in God's rich provision. Let's accept this season of quiet inactivity as a place where we can find intimacy with and closeness with the Lord, our shepherd. And let's really relish in the fact that this is a place of security and safety and a place of beauty that God has, has provided for us. Now, life as we know is not just about lying down in a green pasture. Next, David says that he was up on his feet as the shepherd was leading him beside still waters. And this aspect of verse 2 is about refreshment that comes from listening intently to the leading voice of the Lord 
in his life, listening intently to the leading voice of the Lord in his life after he'd submitted and surrendered through lying down in that green pasture. He could now be trusted to get up on his feet and to be led by the Lord as he was, li as he was listening to his voice intently. You see, the shepherd never leads us to rapidly run in rivers. He leads us to still waters. He leads us to that, that place of refreshment where we can find our soul refreshed and strengthened in him. And David knew these times and these periods in his life and in the stillness of your day, in the activity of all that this season brings, let that stillness wash over your soul. Let it, let it calm every fear. Let it calm every anxiety. Let it, let it strengthen you. Let it, let it really soak into your life so that you can receive that needed refreshment from your shepherd. Do you know all of the changes that we, that we face and all of the changes that we see in our world today are impacting our lives in many, many different ways. But as I've said, let our minds, let our minds be settled in what God has said. You know, in Colossians, Paul's, Paul encouraged the church. He said, don't set your minds on things, on things below, on the things of this world. Set your minds on things above where Christ is seated. In this time, let's again be assured of God's word to us. Let's strengthen ourselves. Let's, let's encourage ourselves in the word of God that, that, that he never leaves us, he never forsakes us, that we are never alone. So as we close our service today, Let's remember that our God is unchanged. Amidst all of the changes that we see happening around us, God declares of himself, I am the Lord, I change not. You'll not be consumed by all of these changes taking place within your world. Encourage yourself today that we don't have to be fearful. We don't have to be anxious or worried. We don't have to be dismayed. The Lord is with us and he will strengthen us and he will uphold us by his righteous right hand. Today, let's encourage ourselves like David did so many thousands of years ago. The Lord is our shepherd, Jehovah, the eternal one the self-existent one, the one that remembers his covenant for a thousand generations and more will not leave us. He comes right beside us. He's, he's, he lives in us and he's with us and all about us. Let's encourage ourselves and remember all of these 
all of these wonderful promises that God has spoken to us in amidst all of the news feeds and all of the voices that sometimes try to con contradict what God has said. And finally, let's, let's use our time to rest, to rest and receive that care that only He can bring. Let's use this time to be content in His presence, to relax and receive what He has for us, and also to be refreshed by that still water that He leads us to, to be refreshed by. Well, I'm going to pray right now, and again, we're just going to thank God for the comfort of His Holy Spirit, the Helper, the one that leads us and guides us, the one that lifts all of the heavy burdens from our heart and gives us that newness of life, that peace of mind that we need. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence in our lives. Holy Spirit, thank you that you are our comforter. Thank you that you are our helper, the one that leads us, the one that guides us, the one that lives in us. And Holy Spirit, at this time, where things are so uncertain in many ways, Lord, we, we just pray as your people that we would know your abiding presence and your wonderful peace. Jesus, we thank you for it. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we just ask you for your hand to be on each one of our lives. Lord, we pray again for our government today. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would give them wisdom, that you, Holy Spirit, would help them to, to go forward to combat this virus. And we pray for families that have lost loved ones. Lord Jesus, we ask you to comfort those who are mourning. Comfort those, Lord, that have lost relatives. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to intervene. We pray, Lord, that... that that uh, lives would not be lost. Somehow, Holy Spirit, you would break this virus. You would, you would stop it spreading. And yes, there's wisdom that we need to adhere to. But Lord, we know that it's your supernatural power that can drive back pestilence from a nation. It's your supernatural power that can heal multitudes of people. So Lord, as your people, we join collectively together this morning to pray against this virus, to pray against this pestilence. And Lord, we pray on behalf of this nation and we just pray that, that uh, there, would no, there would not be any more casualties. We pray that there would not be any more deaths. It seems impossible, Lord, but Lord, we thank you that you said that even faith the size of a mustard seed can speak to a mountain and cause it to be removed. So Lord, we join together today as your people and we ask you to move this mountain of pestilence and, viol uh, and virus that's trying to take over our land and our society. And we ask you, Lord, to, to heal those who are affected by this virus and for normality to, to be restored in this nation. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would turn the hearts of our land, the hearts of the people of this land, 
back to you and you would receive glory. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. God bless you. Have a, have a great week. And listen, keep your spirit up. Keep your mind in God's word and, and really just stay strong in God. God bless you. See you soon. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you have any prayer requests, would like to share a testimony or would like to give online, why not head over to our website, kings-church.org.uk. Remember, you can stay connected at this time by keeping in touch with your Connect and team leaders. If you'd like to get connected but haven't yet done so, please drop us a line on our Contact Us section of the website and we will be sure to get in touch. Thank you for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you again soon.